The use of marijuana for medicinal purposes has been legalized in 23 states in Washington, D.C., and also recreational use has been legalized in Alaska, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, D.C., and Washington State. Now, a number of other states are also considering initiatives that would introduce legalized marijuana for medicinal and recreational purposes. As a result of all this activity, legal production and trade of marijuana is an emerging industry. Joining us now is Finnegan partner Mark Summers to discuss potential trademark concerns for this emerging industry. Mark, marijuana represents a rare example of a product with no previous lawful market infrastructure. Are there other recent business models you can compare it to? I think the answer to that is probably not, at least in recent history. We have a unique situation here where the particular product is illegal under federal law, and each of the states has taken actions to either allow medical marijuana or recreational use, as the case may be. So you have this conflict uh, between the federal law on the one hand and the state law on the other. I can think of other industries where previously unlawful conduct has been made lawful, If we look in the past, perhaps the prohibition is a good example because their alcohol was illegal and it traded in a black market, it was made lawful, and the industry had to develop the entire infrastructure. So I think we're looking more at that type of model than we are looking at any sort of recent examples where a product that was previously illegal is now, at least in some states, becoming lawful. It seems the legal farming and production of marijuana may be comparable to other agricultural products. Can you elaborate a bit? As with any agricultural product, there's a branding. I mean, if we look at the agricultural industry and how it's developed, there is not only the brands of the particular seeds that are marketed to farmers, but there is also a need to brand particular types of traits. What makes this particular plant better than others? What are the characteristics that allow it to be grown in a manner that provides high yields to the farmers? For example, herbicide tolerance for corn with the Roundup Ready gene and traits. And I think that the production and farming of marijuana, legal production, uh, will be no different. The industries will develop, and as they develop, they will need brands to identify their particular types of crops. And I think given the particular industry, particularly the medical tangent of the industry, we'll want to be uh, very sure about the identity preserves. In other words, there will be a need for branding to assure users that the particular product that they are purchasing went through uh, various steps, were chosen from particular varietals uh, that were grown in a way that was suitable to whatever the end use of the product may be. So all these types of things we see in the current agricultural community and trade and industry will probably find their way into the marijuana industry. So I suspect that brands, the important role that they play in that industry, the larger agricultural industry, will find their path in the same way, both at the trade levels and the consumer levels. Mark, finally, in terms of trademark protection, what are some things that marijuana manufacturers should be thinking about? Like any manufacturer, they ought to be thinking about their names, the names of their products, the names of particular attributes or embedded technologies, uh, whatever it may be, the same way that a food manufacturer might look to brand its product. The interesting issue, however, will be looking at what the particular uh, product represents or the brand represents. For example, branding marijuana itself or its distribution is prohibited under federal law. Therefore, you're not going to be able to get a federal registration for that because it is use of a mark that is unlawful and that's prohibited under the trademark office regulations. 
So that's going to cause an increased need by manufacturers and growers of marijuana and distribution in those lawful states to seek state law registrations in those states because the federal law is not going to provide that. Now, what's really interesting, for example, is the word marijuana itself. Could marijuana ever be a brand name for something, assuming that it doesn't identify the product, which it would make it generic? Well, we know from past treatment of the word marijuana by the United States Patent and Trademark Office that it was deemed to be scandalous. And this was the objection of choice back in the 2000s, the early part of the century. But that concept of a scandalous mark is changing, and is changing right now with a very high-profile case, the, the Slants case and Redskins case, which are looking at the issue of disparaging marks. And I think that that case, and the ruling on that case, will get a lot of attention, and it'll also give a lot of clarity on how people might integrate the word marijuana into brands in the future, assuming that the federal law would allow the distribution and sale of such products, let alone the distribution of inherently lawful products, such as pipes. So I'll be looking forward to that decision to see exactly how they handle the issue of disparagement and whether or not that's going to be a precursor of how to respond to any sorts of objections based on the use of the word marijuana is scandalous in the context of a mark. But even for those brands that do emerge in those states where medical marijuana or recreational marijuana may be lawful, there's going to exist a tension between the federal and state laws. For example, say there is a brand of marijuana that develops tremendous goodwill and notoriety, and that goodwill and notoriety extends beyond the state laws or the state boundaries where that product is produced. In another state, a competing mark is introduced for, say, a brand of cigarettes, and it is causing consumer confusion in the state where marijuana may be illegal, but it is creating confusion because the local public is confusing the two marks or the uses and questioning whether or not there is any sort of relationship or association between them. If the action is filed certainly in the state where medical marijuana or recreational marijuana is allowed, the owner should be able to enforce their rights and enjoin the cigarette manufacturer from using that same mark for its products. But in the state where marijuana is illegal and the confusion is happening amongst the consumers, if the action is enforced there or judgment is sought to be enforced there, the court is going to be placed in the uncomfortable position of having to weigh the public confusion and the protection of the public from confusion against the state laws that prohibit the distribution or sale of marijuana. So you'll have these two competing public interests, and it's anybody's guess as to whether or not the court would step up to the plate and say, I'm going to abate public confusion under an unfair competition theory because I'm not going to recognize that there are trademark rights in the state, but it is causing public confusion, and therefore I want to prevent public confusion and enjoin the tobacco manufacturer's mark. Or is it going to say, you're out of luck, the trademark is for an unlawful product, and therefore it can't be enforced against the tobacco manufacturer's use of the same or similar mark. In any event, it is a fascinating legal question, and this area is going to develop many of those 
because as I indicated earlier, we really haven't seen a product that was previously unlawful since the prohibition where an entire infrastructure and area of law is being developed to support the state-by-state adoption of these types of uh, rights. In the end, what should manufacturers and providers of these products do? As I indicated earlier, I think get your state law registrations right away. It's going to be some time before those types of brands are going to be permitted at a federal level because the federal law will have to be changed before the trademark office will permit the registration of trademarks in connection with the product itself or the distribution. Our guest has been Mark Summers of Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.